is Yahoo Finance Presents. I'm Jennifer Schonberger. Cordell Brodus is the son of rapper and businessman Snoop Dogg, and he's making his own mark on the crypto sphere, helping to shape the future of NFTs and crypto gaming. He was the inspiration behind Snoop Dogg's foray into crypto and the metaverse. And he joins me now to talk about the future of crypto and his latest ventures. Cordell, welcome to Yahoo Finance. It's so great to have you on the program. No, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me, Jennifer. I really appreciate this. It's great to have you. So tell me to get the conversation started. How did you decide to get involved with crypto and how did you get your dad to buy in? So I was introduced to crypto in 2017 by Nipsey Hussle. Um, I had told him that I was making X amount of money per month. And he told me it was like invest in cryptocurrency and buy real estate. Um, and I didn't listen to him right away. Um, and, you know, once the market crashed in 2018, I thought it was an opportunity for me to buy in. Um, and that's when, like, you know, me and, you know, Nick Adler and the rest of our team, we kind of, like, put our heads towards going into crypto, going into NFTs and building the Snoop brand in the metaverse. And how did you get your dad to buy in? Did you go to him and say, hey, dad, you know, I've gotten involved with crypto. Here's how it works. Here's why you should get in. He's more of a show me, don't tell me guy. Um, so I had to show him what we could do in this space. Um, and our first deal was presented by crypto.com and it made seven figures. Um, and then that's when we kind of got his attention and he started to see like, you know, the NFT hype was real. How do you see blockchain technology shaping the future? And what are you most excited about? I think blockchain technology is just, you know, better than, all this banking stuff that we have to deal with. I honestly don't like banks. It takes too long. Everything is just, you know, stalled and prolonged. Um, and I just think blockchain is just safer. It's public. And, you know, I see the future of it being where artists can now be empowered and really reap the benefits. I'll come back to you on the artist piece there. Uh, but first, I know you've released a series of NFT projects that have been successful. Um, you're consulting for Sandbox and MoonPay. Tell me, what are some applications you see now that we haven't seen quite yet as far as NFTs are concerned in the gaming space as well as the entertainment industry? How are you looking to shape that? I think there's a lot of cool opportunities to get in, but there's also a lot of, you know, not so good projects. And you just got to be wary of that and, and, and keep your head on the swivel because like any industry, there's going to be a lot of good and there's going to be a lot of bad. And if you just follow those blue chip projects, like the Sandbox, you know, Bored Apes, the, the Crypto Punks, the Gala Games, the World of Women, um, I think once you immerse yourself in those communities, then you'll be directed to, those cool projects that's going to last long. How do you see crypto shaping gaming? I think everything is like essential, like everything's complementary, and this whole space is cross-pollinated. So, you know, the gaming is complemented by the music, which is complemented by the fashion because you could dress your avatar. And I just see it being somewhere where people can socially connect with others and also gain financial wealth. You've, as we mentioned, released a series of NFT projects. Um, you're consulting for a couple of, of companies here. What are the newest projects that you're working on? And are you involving your dad in any of them? Yes, my dad is actually my client. So it's, it's so amazing to work with him, you know, and he actually gets to follow my lead for once. Um, and I think 
it's just for a circle moment because, you know, my dad wanted me to play football and he had dreams of me going to the NFL, but I had something else out there and I didn't know what it was. And I stumbled across NFTs and now me and him can do this journey together and do it as a family business. And you mentioned um, to me that you're working on a project with Sotheby's. Is that correct? Yes. So the bees is um, a client of ours as well. Um, I'm working close with Cassandra. She's head of hip hop. Um, and they do a hip hop sale every March. So we've been, you know, finding archive pieces um, from death row. My father just bought death row. So, you know, we're brainstorming and trying to figure out what, what we could drop with, with so the bees and, you know, have a long-term partnership with those guys. And where do you see NFT applications going in 2022? This seems like a very uh, fast evolving space and certainly one that's going gangbusters. I think it's going to be even bigger. You know, last year, every day, there was 50,000 uh, wallets created. Um, and I think this year it may even double or triple. And, you know, the more people that we onboard, the bigger the community, the bigger the, the state, and everybody can just reap the benefits. Let's talk about the metaverse, Cordell. How do you see the concept of the metaverse evolving? What is the market opportunity there? And how do you see NFTs being applied? I think NFTs is just the entry point. I think the metaverse is going to be where we spend most of our times. Um, because, you know, just like when the internet came around, everybody was scared that the internet would take away time from their families, from their friends. But, you know, in actuality, it brought people closer because, you know, you're able to connect with people thousands of miles away um, and, and, and keep relationships open. You mentioned your dad is one of your clients, and I know you were the inspiration behind uh, getting him involved in crypto, in helping to create Snoopverse, uh, which is now on Sandbox. How are you steering that now? How do you see that evolving? Certainly, we've seen virtual real estate go for hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions in certain cases. Well, you know, real estate was the first entry point for our sandbox deal. And now, secondly, we have our 10,000 avatar collection drop in February 22nd. Um, and lastly, we'll be entering into the concert realm with the metaverse and having my father perform and, you know, other special acts um, and just, you know, giving the community something that that's missing. And I feel like music hasn't really entered the space yet. And that's something that we want to pioneer. Two follow-up questions there. One, tell us about the avatar that's dropping uh, February 22nd. And then two, let's talk about the metaverse opportunity for artists. So the avatars are all inspired from, you know, my father and cool outfits and historic moments that, you know, he's been able to experience. You know, we have over 10,000 different avatars from the 90s with his Gin and Juice outfits, 2004, his Drop It Like It's Hot outfit. Um, and just moments that 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 uh, went viral with with my father, and then secondly, the the metaverse uh, sandbox in particular, we're doing um, concerts, um, and you know that's going to take some time to build out. But we're just we're we're walking towards um, I think a cross pollinated realm where fashion, music, gaming will all just complement each other. Yeah, building down, uh, building on that a little bit more, Cordell. I'm curious, how can artists really leverage the metaverse? You, you mentioned um, the concert opportunity, the virtual concert opportunity, perhaps merchandising there. How do you see that? You said it's intersecting with fashion in so many other areas as well. 
I think just being a part of Web3, you know, Web2 was, you know, Facebook and connecting socially. And now Web3 is just a financial perspective on what we can do creatively. And I think, you know, artists have always been the creators, but the labels or the, the, the movie industries and, you know, all the big corporations have always took the bigger piece. But now we actually can, you know, be empowered and, and take the bigger piece for ourselves as the artists. Switching gears a bit, there is a huge gap in education now for crypto. A lot of uh, young people are interested in this space, but there is also a need to teach and to learn. I know this is something that you hold near and dear to your heart. Uh, how do you see filling the gap there? I think it's just by onboarding day by day. You know, the more people we can onboard, the more people can spread the good information. Because like I said, with everything, there's good and bad. And I think in this space, we're hearing more about the bad because it's, it's new. You know, people are afraid of what they don't know. And I think the more knowledge that we can spread amongst each other as a community, the better that the space will be. I wonder, to your point, uh, you guys could leverage, you know, as artists, the Metaverse platform or other platforms to try to reach younger individuals who are interested in the music side and then may kind of translate over uh, to the crypto side. I mean, you know, and not even just to speak about music, we can speak about art. Like Nick Small is a 13 year old NFT artist and his collection dropped last month and he made over $200,000. Um, and that's life changing, you know, um, empowering women artists in the space and, and empowering just, you know, creatives all, all over and what have you. And I actually told my dad this, I said, this space kind of feels like the birth of hip hop, like how everybody was just, you know, mingling with each other and just freestyling and making beats and everything was just fun and new. It's kind of like the same with, with NFTs and in the crypto space, but you don't have to have, you know, that big chain. You don't have to have that fast car. You don't have to be a tough guy. Um, so I think it's just a fair playing ground for everybody to reach success. To your point, many people see uh, crypto as helping the underbanked or unbanked. Uh, crypto enthusiast Isaiah Jackson has said that there's systemic racism in the financial system and that crypto can help level the financial playing field. Your thoughts on that? Um, I agree. I think for once in our lifetime, we have the power to, you know, press create. We have the power to voice our opinion. We have the power to, you know, build our narrative and, and build what we're trying to build as a artist individually. And, you know, we all live by the, the, the Wagme uh, hashtag and, you know, that's, we're all going to make it. And that's something that I love about this, this, this community that is so uplifting and is so positive. Absolutely. I got to ask you, what is your favorite cryptocurrency for the year? My favorite cryptocurrency is probably Sand Token, S-A-N-D. Um, and it's the token that you use for Sandbox. Um, you know, if you want to buy land, you have to use Sand. If you want to buy the 10,000 Avatar collection, you have to buy, you have to use Sand. Um, and I just think that it's going to really innovate uh, what, what cryptocurrency is doing as far as NFTs and gaming. How do you see it innovating? I think just by bringing more people and onboarding more people to use that coin and just, you know, have fun with these games. Because when you buy land, it doesn't just stop there. You can build whatever business model you want on that land. If you want to have an ice cream shop, if you want to have a, a theme 
uh, roller coaster part, you can literally do whatever you want and you can set that business model to, you know, create passive income. All right. Well, Cordell, thank you so much for your insight. It sounds like you're working on some exciting projects. We wish you the best of luck. Keep us posted and hope to talk to you soon. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you for having me.